Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Detention Day. Happy Detention Day. Yeah, it's March 24th. You know what happened on March 24th, 1984? I was probably way too blitzed. It was my birthday month, 1984. I was first year out of high school no i can't remember you, you might know, be well this might not beauty school this might not time. be for you then but the movie the breakfast club oh, today is the day that, that it came they out? were yeah that they well not oh. that it came out that march 24th 1984 oh and then however many years later this is when they would have been released from detention <laughs> No, this is the day that they had detention in 1984. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't remember that part, particularly the dates in the movie. I do remember the movie quite vividly. Yeah. Which character did you most relate to in that movie? Um, Well, I mean... Obviously, uh, (laughs) Molly Ringwald's character. No, because I wasn't rich by any means. I wanted to be. Molly Ringswald's character, but Claire, but you know, they're also broken in so many ways. And Claire is broken because, um, you know, she has huge daddy issues or mommy issues, actually. Her poor, rich, drunk mother in the Caribbean. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That happens a lot. But I would probably say Ali Sheedy's character. Just because I, I looked more like Molly Ringwald. But I way related to uh, Ali Sheedy's character. I know. I kind of feel like we're all a mixture of the characters. You know, she took my heart when she was drawing her art and made her dandruff the snow. (laughs) That's when I decided, (laughs) oh, I love you so much, Ali Sheedy. (laughs) You know? So it's the, it's the, the loser, the The princess, the jock, the the geek. And the, and the and the outcast, yeah, or she was just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, just a weirdo. Just the weirdo. Yeah. Hello. So it's March twenty fourth, twenty twenty three, and welcome to Gab and Girl Time. Man, we've we've been so busy. Yes, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I I think we're gonna end up retooling our Gab and Girl Time just because I think. I, We've we've become so social on all the social issues, and I kind of miss the BDSM aspect. I do too, you know, and I miss talking about kinky and fun stuff. But the world is just so freaking annoying right now. <laughs> Let's it's talk so about healthcare. Ugh. So part of the busyness has been since January. My daddy and the producer of the show has gotten very very ill. And he has been thrown into the healthcare system. And sadly, because like you were saying earlier today, they everyone has lost their ability to critical think and problem solve. 
and it shows exponentially in our medical system here. And it is terrible. And what's crazy is we have been duped into paying exorbitant amounts of money for just the basic of insurance. I think you would get treated better. And it's sad if you're on Medicaid, if you're on free health care, you are treated better. And it's a sad model for America when your dollars. I don't care a bit to pay into something with to pay into into insurance if I know that I'm getting something that out of it but it's just ridiculous insurance was created originally that the idea which is a great idea is that you have multiple people paying in smaller amounts and consistently and the fact is just through numbers not all those people are going to get sick and need it you know it's it's a, in case of and you have it there so that when people that are sick and need it there's enough money to pay for everything. Well, when you throw the government in there as well, and so the reason that people get better health care from the government is the government has already gone in and said, yeah, yeah, I know you charge this much, but this is what we're going to pay you for this. Right. Period. No matter what. But you will at least get this much money. You know? Yeah, at least you're going to get paid. You will get paid this much. Now, it may not be your whole fee, but this is what you're going to get. So then you get insurance people that go in there. And then their being counters are trying to make it where the insurance company makes more money. When it was supposed to be a benefit, of course, they're going to make a little bit of money, you know. But there's no... Insurance is highly regulated, but the government isn't regulating it in the favor of the citizens. No, it's that's, in the favor of the insurance companies. That's what is so pissy because of the lobbyist and everything like that. And then the government, when they made insurance mandatory for everyone, they literally gave the insurance companies even more power than what they already had because now it's a have to. Oh, I, I don't know if it still is after the last administration and all that, but generally it's a have to. And uh, so you pay, we pay a ridiculous, we pay more than some people pay for their house mm-hmm. just for bill, too. just for bill. You know, you at least get a whole family. So that breaks down what you're paying right now. It's a whole family. Yes, but it's a individual deductible of $5,000 a piece. And we don't, we don't go to the doctor that much. Right. So you're so we're one never of the people who are paying premiums that end up taking care of everyone $20,000 we would have to pay. If everybody got sick. If, yeah, if everybody got sick. and That's still, sadly, a steal. Now, let me tell you. I grew up, my mother never paid a doctor bill. She said, I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. It's it doesn't affect your credit. I mean, it, it affects your credit now, but back in you know yeah, the eighties and stuff, they had a rule stuff, where it yeah, couldn't affect it, right. your credit. And she goes, she would just rack up because she was sick a lot, and mm-hmm. she would just rack up medical bills and then go and claim bankruptcy. Yeah, you know, and everything would be wiped clean. So that's how I grew up yeah. with. Uh, uh, medical bills are on the bottom of the totem pole as far as getting paid. And I know like, oh, if you send them, you know, $5 a month or something, they can't do anything to you or anything. But no, 
I'm still under that. the impression of if you're going to give me quality service and quality care, then I'll pay for you. If you're not, then no, you're not getting shit from me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way people need to start looking at it, I do believe. Yeah, we I need I we I think we definitely need to use our consumer power, but that's what's sad is that we don't you can't get prescriptions. Uh, it's ridiculous that bean counters and insurance companies are holding prescriptions hostage. And let me tell you the difference in how just in this particular instance. So I'm not going to talk about all of his medical issues, but there was one drug that they prescribed him and we were going to Walgreens. I'm going to say Walgreens, you Mm -hmm. know, they, you know, remember the old timey commercials when they were perfect and all of that. And so it's like, okay, you should be able to trust Walgreens. (laughs) So I've recently had to switch over to Walgreens because Kroger has decided that they're not going to take our insurance anymore. What's wild is ours flip-flopped. We were great at Walgreens, and then now we have to go to Kroger. And so we went to Walgreens thinking that everything is the same. They didn't tell us. They're just like, this medicine is very expensive. Here's some coupons Mm -hmm. from the manufacturer. Why do you have to have coupons? Right, from the manufacturer. So we... (laughs) He, they did not have all of his prescription. Five pills out of pocket because you can't use the coupon unless it's a whole prescription were $200. So it's $40 a pill. So we were yeah. like, okay, fine. He's got to have this. We got to try it. Whatever. We go to fill the prescription uh, when it came in as the whole and it's going to be like four grand, something ridiculous. I mean, it was maybe 2000. I'm sorry. 4,000 might've been a little much, $2,000. And we were just like, are you freaking kidding me? We can't get this. And they were like, well, the coupon is only going to knock off this much. So, I mean, it was still in the thousands. We're like, that's nuts. And so they were like, well, your insurance, we don't take this insurance. That's why. So we'll look. And CVS now takes your insurance. So we're like, okay, great. Well, we'll find whatever. So he goes back and he looks and he finds out Kroger will. So we go to Kroger's. No coupon. They switched the whole everything over there. Had to pick up three medications from Kroger. $17. It's in. How the hell? How Who's the hell, getting that money? How the hell is Kroger able to fill this? I get the insurance, but they were telling us, even the doctor's office, this is new. You got to have these coupons because even with insurance, insurance sometimes, you know, you get a new medication. It's experimental. Insurance may not even pay. Like the damn people who have learned to that Ozempic will help you lose weight mm-hmm. if you're fat and you don't have diabetes. And when you have diabetes, it actually helps work with your... But now, people that can afford to pay out of pocket three grand for Ozempic are causing a shortage for people with actual diabetes who this could tremendously help them. And it's like, just, uh, why? Why don't they make that illegal for people to have? And, because you, know, you have your politicians in the back pocket of well, all of them. Well, his wives need those Olympics so they can look good at the luncheons, you know? Yeah. Seriously. And so they can look at the luncheons while their husbands go out and bang you know. the interns. Mostly male interns. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. 
you know so and that's nothing against i mean get it get it if you can you know if you're parlay that in get their cash app information and <laughs> <Dumb. write. laughs> send a, start send, outing them please start, yeah start send start them. outing them <laughs> yes or extort them one or the other it's their dumb dumbass decisions I know that's awful. I know extortion is supposed to be a crime, but hell, when they're already committing crimes, you know, I'm ready to go back to the mafia roots I was raised by. <laughs> Look, I don't go to the doctor unless I'm dying. Right? Me too. I won't. I, and I you don't. Because both of our mothers were sick for a large portion of our yep. time. Yep. And we saw they never got better. Never. No. And, and know, they sure as hell didn't help them. My mom had a doctor that I loved and him and his wife practiced together. And she was like the first nurse practitioner that I ever met that, you know, wrote prescriptions and was just like a doctor. And I think the only reason she didn't become a doctor is she didn't want to outshine her husband. But they were in Pensacola, Florida. I don't even know if they're practicing anymore. But the reason that I loved him is because he would also prescribe holistic things that's how I learned so much that I know about different herbs as well besides my mom and my grandmother being kind of witchy um from him that's how I learned about turmeric that's how I learned about oil of wild oregano y'all don't be duped by oil of oregano I know it's oil of wild oregano if you're looking for medicinal purposes. If you take too much regular oregano that's a different plant entirely, it can build up a toxic amount in your body and you can start poisoning yourself. And it's not good. But manufacturers who heard the popularity of oil of oregano, that's what they think it is. So now they're making oil out of the oregano that you'd put on your pizza and everything. And it's great in certain small amounts. But if you, it, it ends up staying in your fat tissue and builds up and it can be toxic to you. So, you know, that's crazy. Uh, and they're manufacturing, they're selling pow- powder capsules of this shit. And people are taking it thinking they're going to get better. And it's going to screw you up. So don't. Wild oregano. Oil of wild oregano. So last week I had to use my insurance that I never use. Because I'm actively going through menopause. Perimenopause as they like to call it right now. So last last weekend I had a panic attack. First Mm -hmm. panic attack I've had since I was probably 16 years old. I don't know what brought it on because everything was going great. Maybe and that's then, what brought it on. Maybe it was. And then, <laughs> boom, I thought I was having a heart attack. My husband, who also does not go to the doctor because, unless he's dying, because we both grew up the same way, poor as fuck, and you just didn't go. You did not go. My husband, when he was seven years old, his appendix was about to burst. And his parents were like, uh, you'll be all right. You know, put some Robitussin on it. Robitussin. Yeah. And, 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 right, and then literally, you know, he's dying. And the doctors had said, if you didn't bring him in here before now, he could possibly have died. You know, and this is a child. Yes. He was a child then. So anyway. You know what's a- worse than poverty with that? Is when you believe, and it's, I... Ha- I have a healthy respect for people with strong, strong faith. I do. 
but even biblically, it says dog, God created doctors to help you. You know, there are biblical doctors. Mm-hmm. And um, when your kids are suffering and you just pray, like, I don't need to go get this simple antibiotic for my child's ear infection. I'll just pray. And then the kid's deaf. My ex-husband was deaf completely in his right ear because his parents... Rather than get him treated for ear infections, just prayed it away. Did it, but did it work? Obviously not. Well, I mean, he just went deaf. Yeah. You know, but eventually his body healed itself from the infection. (laughs) What kind of, like, seriously. It's it's just crazy to me. So I thought I was dying and uh, I had my husband all crazy. And then finally calmed down. You know, realized that that wasn't the thing. But after that, I started bleeding heavily. Heavily. Yeah. And this is for, this is for my people with a uterus out there. You know that, you know that bleeding heavily, holy shit. It feels almost like a miscarriage. Yes, exactly. Like you were so much lining. I, you know, I feel for you because all of my periods growing up were super clotty, heavy, like I was dying. I mean, literally yeah. every month was like, holy shit. I've I always gonna... had really like, I guess, let's just say decent kind of periods. Like I, it would Three be heavy. Light. It would, no, it would be heavy the first day mm-hmm. and then it would just, you know, gradually get lighter and lighter. Now I, I went long. You. I kind of hate you a little. You know, people <laughs> like, my period only lasts for three days you know mine would last from five to seven uh, you one know. of my besties her period would be like one day super light like you know yeah. a pad maybe so that should tell you that everyone is different and i'm going through boxes literal boxes of super plus tampons plus pads yeah yeah you know? like i'm literally they would get so mad at me because of like I couldn't function the first. I don't day. mind saying it. I soaked through nine of the overnight pads. Yes, yes. Every hour I was changing. Every fifteen minutes. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was getting anemic. You know, even though I take iron every day, you know, I'm. I didn't have that much cramping though. You know, like there wasn't that much pain involved, but the amount of blood was disturbing to me. So what do I do? I call my doctor. Well, my doctor's not available at the time that I need the appointment. So we go to his nurse practitioner. Female? Yes. Did you feel more listened to or less? Oh, my. Not particularly. No. After today. They were reading from a prompt screen. (laughs) Because that's what I felt Bills was doing. I was like, holy crap. Has it been this long since I've been to the doctor? You know? Um,. There's the she ER was young. doctor. We need to petition to do practice, to do private practice. I don't know. We need to figure out, hey, we will pay you. I would pay her easily 200 bucks a visit just to talk to her and have her work it out. Her name is Dr. Elizabeth Hull, and she works with Tenova, but she floats. Yeah. And the reason that I would go to her is because she was a CNA first and then a nurse, and she could have chose nurse practitioner, but I dig her style that she said, you know what, I'm going to get that doctorate. It's only however much more. Yeah. And did it. Why wouldn't you? And did it. And the thing is, is because she's worked all of those, 
she's actually talked to patients while they were in the hospital at their worst times. It's been more than a 10, 15 minute, hey, and she's a problem solver. I mean, she at least is pragmatic enough to look at what's going on and listen to you and try to figure it out for you the best way that she can. And it's just like, wow, you know. So I go to the appointment. I, you know, address all my concerns. They do an EKG, which was perfect. Okay. And then they do blood work, which was perfect. They said my white blood cells were elevated a little bit, but I think that's because I've got, I've got like a little cold or something going on. I don't know. Or it could be allergies. I don't know. And I asked about hormones and I asked about something for anxiety. Look, I don't like to take stuff. I would rather go the holistic way, but I know myself enough to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to need something. So she prescribes Wellbutrin. I haven't been on Wellbutrin before, but my kids have. <laughs> and I've been reading the side effects for it. And it's just, why would you give somebody something that is for depression? Why would you give that to somebody who has anxiety when one of the side effects is anxiety and yeah. depression? Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it almost seemed like this nurse practitioner was just, okay, here's the one that we're going to start out with, and let's see if it works. Yeah. Why would I take the chance of it not working? Yeah, because you gotta, you and gotta take that for a whole freaking month. For six weeks. Before it even starts working. Yes. Yeah, okay. I so why would I do that days. and damage more of my body? And here's the problem. I don't know what is menopause, what is ADHD, what is what is just getting older, mm-hmm. what is sickness. I don't know. At the time of the appointment, you know, I was listening to her and I was like, okay, you know, all right, you know, we'll try it. And then I started looking at the side effects and I started really doing some deep diving you know, into what Wellbutrin does to your body. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. You so I called, yeah, I called them, <laughs> I called them back and told them my concerns. The person that called me back was not the nurse practitioner, but her assistant. Yeah, probably I guess. a CNA. Probably. Mm-hmm. Let me back up a little bit for that. I asked about hormones i said look my body's not producing estrogen right now that's why i'm going insane right now i'm not producing any hormones i would like to talk to my doctor about getting that first thing she says is well doctor so-and-so doesn't like to give hormones to women that still have a uterus okay and did you know that there is an increased risk of breast cancer yeah. when you're put on estrogen? It, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it might not be estrogen that you need. You may need progesterone. Mm-hmm. Also, I 
Let's go to a health food store and try some things first if you want to experiment. Well, that's my that's my point right there. Instead of pushing a drug to me, why not t- say Have you, you know, tried have you tried this? Have you tried taking I take that every day. Nips? Yeah. Have you tried like that's the thing. What are you taking right now to help with your uh, symptoms and just for your general well-being and sometimes you need to cycle it never ask that never never once ask well, what are you doing right now you know what are you taking right now what supplements are you taking right now even though I have a full list of supplements that I take yeah that's one of the first things I'd want to know because just like when you take blood pressure and you can't drink grapefruit juice or whatever yeah you know you take blood pressure medication you're not allowed to have grapefruit but if you were juice, to have a grapefruit every day, your blood pressure would be lower. If you'd eat cinnamon every day, your blood sugar would be lower. Mm-hmm. There are so many things naturally. Uh, the thing is, is having the quality ingredients, but forever they've made, you know, things cheaper and processed and we were raised on processed food. We are, and that's the that's the cycle right there. So the food makes you sick. Yes. So you go to the doctor. That's they push a drug on you that makes you sick and makes you want to have because the food is addictive. Yes. So it's just vis. Just just keeps if going round and round and round. Break your sugar addiction, then you will automatically that is a whole another fucking conversation so much healthier trying to break the sugar addiction well yeah, yeah. i mean and it's in everything everything so, mm-hmm, everything so you have to limit and it know. doesn't say sugar you have to look for the hidden oh yeah things and that turn into sugar that are sugar yes as well so and then everything from butter processed foods all of it but it also all of that stuff affects what you're going through right now Mm -hmm. so um it's you know you have to be super mindful about what you're putting in your body and what sucks is all of these emotions are triggered because of withdrawal symptoms when you try to do better so then the comfort is back in whatever you know also i'm concerned about uh cbd in general which is weird you know because i think cbd affects the body differently and i think that's another type of herb that could easily build up you know in your body i think it's how you're consuming it yeah i mean all of it makes a difference yeah Mm mm-hmm um so where was I? So we asked about hormones, got shot down, you know, with that and I said, Can you recommend anything, you know, natural? Nope. Nope. I would steer clear away from those kinds of things. Now, granted, this this nurse practitioner looked to be maybe in her early thirties. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, young. Yeah. But I didn't like the whole getting shot down kind of thing. And after spending, you know, an hour and a half there, I'm just ready to go home. Because if you're not going to help, let's just go. You know, mm-hmm. I paid my $40 copay. Let's just go. So the next day, I'm reading about Wellbutrin and 
you know, not just on WebMD, but I'm reading other things as well. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not for me. So I call the office and I say, look, you know, I don't feel comfortable with Wellbutrin. Um, I've read the side effects on it. You know, why would you? And all this is in a voicemail because God forbid they answer the fucking phone. They call me back this morning and it's the CNA that calls me back. Well, the nurse practitioner said that she went with went through this with you in depth about the side effects and about, um, you know, the how it could help with your anxiety and everything. And I was like, she didn't. But OK. And that kind of stopped her in her tracks a little bit. And she goes, well, we have to try out these things to see, you know, which one is right for you. I said, okay. I said, thank you for the information. And I said goodbye and hung up on her because I realized at that point there, there's not going to be any help. I'm not going to fill the prescription. I'm going to try to go my own route again. If I'm the fool for going my own route, then I guess I'm the fool Mm -hmm. for doing that. But it's just like nobody critically thinks anymore why would I want to take a medication for something that is going to cause it clearly says this could cause severe depression Mm -hmm. I'm already heading down that route with the anxiety why in the fuck would I want to take something that's going to exasperate that yes why do they put it on the fucking market if it's that way because for some, a lot of people, it does help. The drug helps for different things. I mean, your particular drug, when they first formulated it, was a way to help people who were smoking, who smoked a lot. And uh, one of the things with anxiety and anxiety, you know, you heard that protein gives out protein, I guess that particular combo if you have like a lot of nicotine in your body maybe the anxious feeling that your body has all the time when did you were you ever a smoker never see I used to smoke cigarettes for like a really long time like I started at like 11 years old I was just in it was like did your mother smoke yep both my parents yeah not my that's how you started not my adopted father everybody smoked that was every adult smoked around me where we lived like i don't remember well my granny didn't but she dipped snuff so everybody that was around me used tobacco products and part of why people like smoking is your body has a anxious awake feeling oh that's why i love candy cigarettes so much i love the way it looks like i i mean i think it looks sexy it's dumb it's very very dumb but i just grew up in that whole glamour you know kind of thing and it was just sexy but i can't do (laughs) i can't do the smell yeah and i can't do the smoke that's why i like cigars because they smell pleasant some of them do. Yeah, I get. Well, yeah. I yeah. Mean, my daddy smokes nice cigars when he smokes, so it's very pleasant. Yeah, but he's However, had to cut down on that he too, hasn't, hasn't he? Smoked at all since this has happened? None at all. He has had zero, and he went. We went to a friend's house on uh, 
the other night is one of his outings to test it out because we don't know how long it can stay up. I mean, he's still super weak. We've got a, another appointment. Anyway, we ha- we are still in this medical hell of a nightmare. Um, and I guess that's what it's going to take more Gen Xers to have to deal with this shit, which we will start be dealing with this shit. And they're either going to be super lackadaisical or we're going to have to find a different solution. You know, and election times Burn are coming up. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Election times are coming up. Well, you know, that's. <sighs> <laughs> they tried that and look at. The when did they try it? That's what they say that the the insurrection was all about. Oh, please. So, I'm not going to go there. But anyway, back, let's go back to where when we were growing up with like you thought cigarettes were glamorous, whereas I used to love to run around barefoot and I saw the painful side of cigarette smoking because my mom smoked Lucky Strikes, so they didn't have a filter, so they just burn, you know, up mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, she may or may not have been busy working in the yard and flicked them out in the yard and I'd be barefoot and I would find a, I'd step on one. It would be a nightmare. I guarantee that two, (laughs) two of my girls smoke because they grew up with a grandmother that smoked and she was one of their primary caregivers. So they saw it all the time. Yeah, that's wild. Well, my mom died from cigarettes. My sister's a smoker. Robbed me. I don't know if she smokes anymore. I think that it definitely exacerbates her health problems too, Mm -hmm. like a lot. Like I think you know, I um, I quit after RJ was born, and what's weird is I never smoked when they were I was pregnant with them, but I would smoke after, and then when RJ though um. He had like respiratory issues. Yeah, as and well. you just yeah. Yeah, Sarah did not have the she had her own set of problems, but they were not the same. And I didn't really smoke around them. I would go outside or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was weird. I you know it was like I cared enough to not smoke about them, but I could care less about myself on smoking. You know, but then it just really it got to be too much of a hassle. Like it was just one more thing to hassle with. <laughs> yeah, and it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Well, I quit. They were two dollars a pack. I guess people <laughs> would think they were a deal. Now they're eight dollars like, a pack, I right? Smoking after two dollars a pack. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think so. Heck, my mom will be gone twenty years this year, and I think the last cigarettes that she had were four a pack. So, I bought. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me to buy cigarettes for them the other day. And uh, they're like, get me three packs. And I was like, okay. And give me, you know, ever how much money. And I was shocked of how much they were. And they were about $8 a pack. And yeah. they were the good ones, though. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. But yeah. still, yeah. I or the good brand, whatever. Yeah. Lucky Strikes used to cost a fortune. I don't know why. But they were a lot. Maybe the name and the... They didn't have a filter. Yeah, they could maybe just they charge. Pro- maybe you weren't. I don't know. She had a lot of health problems. But that's a lot from growing up in Anniston, Alabama with freaking Monsanto polluting all the dang 
water around, you know, so. So why don't doctors critically think anymore? Um, why why can't they just one? say, okay, here's what I see. Here's your health problems right here. Why don't you cut out the processed food? Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you stop smoking? Why don't you go with an herbal supplement of this why are they just not critically thinking is it just all about money now and it's all just all about maintaining your practice and getting that dollar and they've been regulated to treat in a specific outline uh so they're regulated to you know right away everything is going to attribute to your weight So what's wild with daddy, he lost over 40 pounds in less than two months. That's what they wrote to actually put him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter if sugars were up around 500. That's not a reason to have to stay (laughs) in the hospital. It doesn't matter that your blood pressure is 200 over 116. You know, that you could possibly get a stroke and you're over 50. No, that's not a reason to be put in the hospital. But the rapid weight loss, hmm, that triggers a lot, you know. But Right, because that means you have cancer. The catch And the cancer is the cash cow right there. Either way. Yeah, whatever. So your blood work keeps coming back good. Yeah, my blood work's great. Yeah. 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 I mean, when yes, they called me when they called me and said that I was, you know, like, oh, you're in the picture perfect health. I was like, yeah, that's about what I expected to hear from you guys. That everything's perfect and it's just me and my brain. Yeah, does that feel scripted? Well, it feels like just dodging the issue. We've already got the money out of you. Oh, and they said if you want to come in, and talk to the nurse practitioner about the, your concerns, we can make you an appointment. And I said, why? So I would pay another $40 copay to have absolutely nothing done? No, thank you. Uh, did you see where, which, st- I'm looking it up, which state banned uh, midwifery? Oh, gosh. I saw. And that's insane, too. What in the heck? I think a lot of stuff is insane right now. And I don't know if uh, the whole Mandela effect and shifting and if CERN's a real thing or whatever, (laughs) but America's politics and America in general has lost its damn mind. And are the people unable to... Like, I don't know. We're, um, it's so past time. I know that we talk about this a lot, but it's so past time for women to take over this country. That's the thing. I was thinking about that earlier. I said something, I think I just casually about, you know, I I don't even freaking want to hear about anymore. In 2020, we had literally the opportunity with it being a hundred year anniversary of women's suffrage to put together an all-woman ballot 
and everything with the fact that we had a female registered legitimately on it has to be the right woman though and that's not hillary clinton they had the opportunity to have a powwow and actually work together with like-minded people that would have been females of all ethnicities we still could have had a woman of color as a as vice president the it the as president i don't Right. I don't oh, care no. at this I'm point. I'm saying like on 2020 because of the female that was already registered mm-hmm. because we already had one registered. The vice president, you can say, hey, you need to step down. We're going to put this female in here. We think it's our best chance to literally shake up everything and have a strong black female run because had we had a time machine and could go back, this is what I would have tried to propose with a voice, any voice. Because you have, there are steps that you have to go through to be legitimate for the ballot. So Biden's administration was scrambling for that. Then you had the other administration doing their thing. So we had a third option. We had a third party option that, yes, some ideas. Are they going to hunt? No. <laughs> but the fact that's what you have Congress for anyway. You know, if it wasn't for Congress, even though you got your wackadoos and you got that many personalities in there, but if they're having to follow the rules, that's where it gets sketchy. But for the most part, you do have some voices of reason in there that are willing to argue it, whatever, table bills. Like the drag having to register didn't pass. Yeah, yeah, dead in the water. Which was because they're starting to see, oh, this is, yeah, we have bigger things to think about than these performers. And where is the culpability of the parents? That's the thing. Minors are not driving themselves to these things. Young adults are driving themselves to these things. But if you that's still within your jurisdiction with your children, if you're telling them you can't go while you're living here with me, you're not allowed to attend this thing. Yeah, in order to, so we're starting, we're doing. It's on the parent, not the entertainer. That's the thing. It's, you know, the venue doesn't know what this kid's rules are for being there. But people that are worried about toddlers and young, impressionable children, because your kid at 16 is going to know if they're into that or not into that. I'm telling you. Yeah, we've Dudes. talked about things before, like how yes. how young were we when we knew that we were kind of weird and stuff yes. and that we liked, you know, kinky stuff. Yes. I was eight. Yes. Yeah. Very young. You know, a lot of it, yes. And now with the internet, I bet it's even younger. Younger. And I'm sure it is because I, you know, I anyway, you think if you think way back, you your body reacts a certain way, but you don't have adults taking advantage of that and you shouldn't have adults taking advantage of that and it but the thing is is that it's if you're 
you don't know what's inside anyone's head but again professional when professional drag queens and uh because not all drag queens and kings are women but um there are they're not gonna do x-rated sets no. In front of children. Um, you know? I Wednesday, mean, Wednesday nights is a perfect example of that. So we're doing karaoke and amateur drag night at South Press on Wednesdays. And I tell you, it's been going on for three weeks. And we have had phenomenal crowds. It is something that people yeah, it's want. Wonderful. It's a sober space. They come in. You know, uh, they don't even have to sing. You know, most of, most of it's just people supporting their friends. Everybody loves the forbidden, but they also, I think, are showing support. And we have to say, you know, it the karaoke goes from six to eight, and then the drag goes from eight to nine. We have to say at seven thirty, if you're under eighteen, you got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, karaoke is a all ages. Um, yeah, all ages kind of thing. Not that we have ch- children. You know, when I say children, I'm thinking like, you know, prepubescent age and under. I'm not yes. talking about teenagers. Well, here, Here's the thing. You are... Um, and a lot of 17-year-olds go to college. You take care of your granddaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you might have her with you. But it... Uh, and she's five. Will be, yeah. Yeah, she will be five. But at the same time, these shows are not what you're seeing. Like, I feel like the things that you're seeing on are so over-dramatized or they're just taking the worst examples. Mm-hmm. You're going to always have some person who radically express themselves inappropriately, you know? And I'm sorry with everybody being able to do and being able to like CGI and being able to alter yes. videos, yes. alter videos very easily. Yes. You do not know what is real and what's not real. For example, you know, Trump's like going to get arrested. He said, or something, you know, that his, his people sent him like $1.3 million for his bail, for his bail fund right there to me that's just a grift that's like hey i might be going to jail and then people send people send money in anyway but i was seeing pictures today do that i know i know they all do it they all do it (laughs) um and don't i don't want to i don't um, no i'm not i am not politicking don't this year don't defend him today the point was best the point is i saw pictures today of his quote unquote arrest. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the surface, it looks so real. It really does. It looks very real. To somebody who's 80 years old and just sees that picture in a newspaper, mm-hmm. they're going to absolutely believe that. Yep. But you have to dig a little deeper and you have to, you know, you have to do your research and you find out that it's an AI generated photo that mm-hmm. somebody has imposed. Or has put, has made CGI. Bottom line, you cannot believe everything you see or read. No, and not at all. That, I think, is the only point of 
you know, America banning TikTok, but it's also worse or the same as communist China. That because if you're getting the information, it's a place to gather information, but it's also a place to gather uh, huge volumes of misinformation. Mm-hmm. You know, my point there was at the amateur drag night that I took a part of this past weekend. I can tell you there was absolutely no vulgarity or obscenity whatsoever. I have not seen a vulgar drag show here in Knoxville. I, I've only gone to the ones, though, that have been at now the core mm-hmm. in its previous entity. You know why you don't see that? Because there's already obscenity laws on the books. Correct. So, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. We, I have never, I've always seen very beautiful creative classy pageantry now has everybody executed it as flawlessly as someone else no but you see genuine thought and work Mm -hmm. and it's a the concepts but it's so the most beautiful thing to me about last wednesday night was um there were three established performers including myself who do drag regularly. And then there were two that were much, much older mm-hmm. who looked as if, you know, they never got a chance yeah. in their early days in order to do this. And now they have an opportunity and they were gorgeous. Oh. Absolutely gorgeous. Now these so were much. queens that were probably in their 60s, mm-hmm. you know, in maybe in their 70s I don't know but you could just tell that they were older mm-hmm. and they were asking us questions like oh well, where do you get your stuff and how long have you been doing this and oh I just feel you could just tell once they put on the makeup and put on the wig and put on the dress how beautiful they felt and the confidence that just built up in them to get out there and sing a Whitney Houston song mm-hmm. <laughs> It was gorgeous. And to me, that was the, that's what drag is about. Mm-hmm. And it's, in no way was it geared. Children could have watched that and been perfectly fine, in my opinion. Watching somebody, you know, Kids have sing I Have Nothing by Whitney Houston. Forever. Oh, and right? ever. I could sit here. I mean, we could literally do our long ass podcast we could do a whole podcast just playing entertainment clip after entertainment clip after entertainment clip after entertainment clip after entertainment clip but it's also in drag and performing in drag and some of it is comedic and some of it is not it's just beautiful drag and where um lots and lots of media social entertainment it's always been special whether people want to admit that or not but it never was I'm you know I was real fortunate for my lifetime 
that it was not as villainized, you know, the people that had come before since Stonewall. It's only villainized now because of men and and their latent, you know, homosexual tendencies that they squash. The fact that they're seeing people outside of porn now that turn them on, Mm -hmm. that they're seeing them in everyday life where they might not have noticed before because you know for whatever reason and I say men because I do believe that that is the majority of it just like men trying to control uteruses and men trying to control shit that they have no business controlling because they're jealous that they don't have it deep down inside they would never admit that though I'm I'm men bashing today. I'm sorry. Uh, Well, it's frustrating. Uh, Usually that's my gig. So, but I'm not. No, you're the one that says that you don't bash them. (laughs) I try not to. But they keep disappointing me. I know. If you would just act right. Well, I am very concerned with the incel culture. You know, that's happening as well as the, you know, bro dude culture. It's almost becoming, you know, a caricature. Did you see the dude? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a handyman. And it's not good. He was a handyman and uh, he's basically in this young disabled woman's face about how she... About he was going to do whatever he wanted to do. He was going to do what... He didn't have to leave. He didn't have to leave this apartment. He was going to do whatever he wanted to do. It's scary. He's at an angle, though, and all I kept thinking was, man, God, if I had a broomstick, I would... It would go right in his throat. It's sad that you got to think about murdering. It is sad. A certain percentage of your day, <laughs> but you do. Like, well, you well it's not so much you know like murdering them as it would be self defense. Yes. Like how am I? How would I defend myself in this situation right here? Like was she a quadriplegic? Uh, I don't know because she she was holding her phone, so you know maybe just paraplegic. Was she filming them? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll. I, I thought thinking, I sent it to you because I, I would 100% as an American citizen have had a gun in my wheelchair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if my arms worked, yeah, because they wouldn't be expecting it. <laughs> right. And you can get a very easy trigger pull put on there, you know, I mean... Heck, she could even from her wheelchair have it in there and just have a regular shotgun and blow his knees off, or at least in his nether regions, if the wheelchair is at waist height with this person. So, yeah, I mean, but it's sad that if you are a single female alone, that you have to literally be prepared to murder but you know, Rudyard Kipling <laughs> has a whole poem uh, 
The female of the species is more deadly than the male. So, they would be probably worried for power. I want to say there's part two, but... He got a little weird with her? What the hell? So, she says he sexually assaulted her. So, what... Maybe that was before she was had started filming. Yeah, that's and what And he was saying that he got a little weird. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I want to know what his idea of a little weird is. Mm-hmm. He's obviously drunk it doesn't matter what he did it was completely a murderable offense in my opinion <laughs> you know i mean hell, he oh, for him to the, sit there and say he look didn't have the carpet you need yet. me right like yeah. like i'm over here to do this stuff if i leave right now then you don't have water you don't have your carpets cleaned you don't have your blinds put up like he's the only handyman in town yeah he ended up getting fired and you know but still, if somebody he, is somebody standing over me like did that. Did he get arrested? I don't know. Or just fired. Well, I'm sure the TikTok warriors will <laughs> like he's already yeah. that like, like his name's already out, his company name is already out. Mm-hmm. You know. There's probably a million one star Google reviews uh for that business right now. Yeah. <laughs> but for for men like that to think you know just because somebody is disabled and in a wheelchair that they have power or that yeah. that little minuscule thing of power is like I'm the only one that can fix your water yeah you know I'm the only one that can put them blinds up like I said broomstick to the throat yeah <laughs> you should or blow his knees off you know? I like that idea better, but that it's kind of messy. They hadn't cleaned her carpet yet. <laughs> he stated he hadn't done any of the crap there. I mean, Bring you know, I am a, I, yeah, I'm a helpless woman in a wheelchair, and this man is assaulting me. No, he just got a little weird. Well, you just got a little weird. He's threatening yeah. me. In my Don't place. look down at your phone again. You pay attention to me. I wonder why he did if he just pulled pulled it out. Like, bitch, you hadn't cleaned the carpet yet. You know, you got to have a cool tagline, <laughs> right? <laughs> I will blow your dick off of where you stand. Get back up from me now i don't understand why that doesn't happen more because we've been trained that guns are evil because you have some evil people going to the most vulnerable people just like this dick dude and uh assaulting killing hurting them this is why we have so many of these people doing this crap in schools you know it's just another way to freaking bully and wield power when the wheat people have the power, hmm, sometimes things turn around. But they, what they want you to think is, oh, no, you're already weak, so you're too weak to wield this tool to make sure that your life, you know, you, you'll probably shoot yourself even trying to take the upkeep. And so it makes you afraid of a tool. It's like women who won't use power tools. They're afraid of the tool. You can get hurt because you have dumbass men that are cutting their fingers off all the time and 
you know, putting nails through. Sometimes those are hazards that happen. Yes, things will, can happen. But if you are taught gun safety. Yeah, and tool safety. And, and tool safety and how to properly operate that and how to properly respect that. But we stop that. We villainize the tool instead yeah. of making the people responsible for using the tool improperly and not punishing them severely. And the fact that a lot of these dingbats that go in and do this will end up killing themselves before they get caught or whatever. And it just... In that natural selection. Yes, but it's not okay for them to take out people before then. So then now how do you do that? Now how do we regulate this tool? You know, so... That's a that's a problem as well. It's just very. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be, but if she even if she had a cattle prod or a stun gun, she could have shot at him. That might have changed his mind. But the problem is, when if he gets up and recovers from that, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, you got to double tap that shit. So you better make sure that you are willing to definitely maim him, that you can get away and call nine one one immediately. You know, but the fact. And then it goes on to say, like, she she tried to leave and he blocked her from getting out of her driveway. Yeah, I would already yeah. called right then 911 just because. Yeah. You know, I would have had him out there. So, and on the line that he is a threat. And I'm, you know, I'm just. I think it's a good time to say, too, that not. You know, I sit here and say I'm bashing men, but there are some women that are the problem as well because they, um, because for some reason they want these men to like them. Well, yeah, I think sometimes depending on where the environment that they were raised in that you get a lot of you know it's easier to play the game women too rather than just to be like yeah mm, whatever and then you have a lot that try to make themselves invisible to these people as well but I think the women that go along to get along are the worst Mm -hmm. Candace Owens comes to mind yeah it sucks she's really she she really put me off with i know that some people tried to defend her out when she first started out i was like oh okay so she has some kind of fresh ideas you know that's interesting all right she's refusing to be a victim that's that's alluring you know it's interesting to see a different perspective okay because i get that perspective having grown up in you know military uh circumstances for a while because they saluted your rank they didn't care you know but i'm sure that there was different racism whatever but it wasn't as prevalent as some of my growing up years in different areas that i lived in where it was very prevalent you know Mm -hmm. and you definitely were like oh god this is not okay yeah, but you're a kid and you don't know how to like 
was just like, damn, you know. But anyway, uh, I think that you get a lot of that because they go ahead. That's why I don't like Hillary. I don't like Hillary because she sold out people on her team to Mm -hmm. men that were sexually harassing them because the men had a track record for making careers. And I just feel like she could have had a whole army. But women will backstab each other and throw each other under the bus. And it's so, I mean, it sucks at how conditioned we are to not be happy or, you know, uh, excited for other women's successes or to not try to help them. Not us, though. Oh, not us. Not us. No, I've always been. Actually, I've found... uh, from doing the artist's way, some of that's to my detriment. You know, that's where it, you get the little memes and the positive affirmations of, you know, don't dim your light, you know, for others to shine. Everybody can shine bright or whatever because, you know, when you have a your own mental accumulation of inadequacies or blocked artistry or whatever... It does hinder your creativity mm-hmm. and can cause negative feelings. Why would you not want to shine bright? Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes people are afraid of the shine, you know. Also, also some people don't feel that they are Because the brighter shiny. you shine, aren't you giving that other little girl hope? You would think. That she could shine just as bright you would think. when she's older? Or she could shine now. Yeah. You can be shiny yeah. your whole life. But you have people who, I don't know, they don't like the light. They'd rather be in the darkness. They find comfort in the darkness. I don't know. I don't know why. But you have those negative people, you know? It, the last thing that Candace Owens did, and I really don't want to give energy to this, but I feel like... I have a couple of questions. One is, why does she care that um, a disabled model in a wheelchair is in an advertisement? Yeah, that's literally the final. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I yeah. can't even. I all I can say is nothing. That she I said her justified. In the first, and it goes against everything that I believe in in my core. So I believe in radical inclusion. And sometimes that means the people that nobody likes and are still represented. And people, yes, that, you know, I believe in radical inclusion. Even if I don't get along with you, you should be included, you know, but. Uh, until you're you cause an offense against <coughs> someone so bad that you need to be excluded you know sometimes you do have to radically exclude people that are dangerous and harmful and I don't understand I know I'm choking now for my water I don't know my cut it's stuff. a thing it's a thing with menopause and with old age yeah, you start, you know, it's that desert. Um, oh my gosh, no, but the uh, 
Yeah, I guess that's why they carry around Werther's original. Is it Werther's time? It's Werther's time. Werther's? I'm going to have to start carrying around hard candy. I found these great little things. I think they're <laughs> called honeys in it. They're lemon and they have a like a honey center in there. I really, really nice. like those. Yeah, those would be good. I used to carry around sticks of honey. But back to all inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Um, I just don't understand why you would take the time to write, you know, this entire set to... Make the time to write the set, make the video, produce the video, put out the video. Being upset. What, being about upset because somebody including a person who happens to be in who's who's disabled or who, who happens to be in a wheelchair. Yes. And happens to be in an advertisement for underwear. I, I guess disabled people don't wear underwear. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Or that they might not like the support, or they don't deserve to feel sexy, yeah, or they don't deserve to, you know, have nice things, or that uh, Kim Kardashian is evil for marketing her product to. I don't even care about Kim Kardashian because she's just she's just one person who has done that. There are so many other companies. But she's the catalyst that this Candace Owens thing used. It was for skims yeah and that's what has her so incense why are you going after why do you even care see exactly like you're saying why do you even care what is going on in your life why is it ever bad that you use people who are not i don't know the word phrasing now body normative or whatever i why would you not use all representations of people in your ads some of them become the most beautiful and compelling marketing you know but every ad well, it's that all I've because seen that they've used a unique person the person or a person diverse because there may be a person a woman in a wheelchair who maybe has been in a wheelchair all her life and she sees this advertisement and she starts to tear up because she's finally, she puts herself represented. in that advertisement. Yeah. It's about representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I guess maybe I just don't understand Candace Owens and her, but that's the thing. What? I mean, I had stopped listening to anything she had to say a long time she's said some other things that i found problematic and i don't like i mean it's fine to say hey yeah i don't believe this and this is what i think about this it's another thing to continually witch hunt now i see her with pitchforks and torches and i see her just as bad is the tyrannical ideals that she came on the scene to defend against you know I, it's that's the thing that bugs me and i understand who is I supporting her Lunt, well obviously she's got to be some hardcore on you know i don't know who supports her i At what demographic is supporting of, her i think that a lot of um 
people who identified as uh, freedom Republicans for a while. <laughs> a lot of the, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of evangelical people have done, su- supported them. See, I don't, I'm trying not to blame all Christian everything for everything, you know? <laughs> and because it's really hard to do right now, isn't well, it? Well, all religions, you know, I mean, it sucks. I think it's funny that people don't think Catholics are in the Christian realm, but they are. They are part of the problem. And um, it's just, it's sad because, you know, I also feel like people, the Christians that really believe what they believe are I was always taught that not Christian like Catholicism is not in Christianity because Catholics believe that the last image of Jesus is the one of him on the cross and that's why they um that's why all that imagery and they don't necessarily believe that right the resurrection that he came back and you know Yet most yep. of the apocryphy and uh, part of the books that you learn if you go to like catechism and stuff like that about the saints and about Jesus being coming back for 40, you know, he came back after he was resurrected. He hung out for like 40 days and there were yeah. so many accounts of people seeing him and then they saw his ascension from the earth into heaven so you know either he was beamed up to the mothership or you know um, he chris angeled his way up to the sky i don't know i wasn't there but that's what several different people wrote in the accounts in the in the book and so maybe he did and yeah you know maybe this world now is being punished because well, Jesus if, was an alien and he came down and either way if you believe in the revelation in the end times and you believe this stop stop right now with these crazy politicking and crazy trying to I don't know what are you trying to do because if you believe in revelation and this is the end time like no one right why do you care why yeah why are Cause you you're gonna be because you're gonna be raptured right so to live today as the best example of christ that you can be like why can't you live so transparently that they see the love of your god through you that's all you should be trying to do you're talking and crazy so, right now you know that that is 100 <laughs> percent been your charge from Jesus, who you believe, I believe, died on the cross. It's Easter time's coming up, so we might as well go here. I, I am sorry. There are listeners that we have that may be triggered by this, but the thing is, is that... Um, I'm all cool with that. Just don't put, don't put, don't put children in your crucifixion scenes. Okay? Correct. Yeah. All right. That's, that's a bit... That's a bit too much. That's as that's more traumatic than any drag queen could ever cause yeah. them. Ever. Ever. You know? Uh the fact uh seriously, they should not have to endure the crucifixion. 
Jesus so you did didn't grow that up so in church free. So you be, you didn't grow up in church. So you you don't know. I don't have, you don't have knowledge of this. My but, church that I went the events that I had was only vacation Bible school, which is good time Charlie. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only church that I ever So it's not like I did not no, but I did not ha- ever participate. No, and you did well, not. You did not get service. these. If you if you do this, you're going to hell. Yes. If you no, do this, you're going to hell. Um, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. I mean, yeah, it was and all it's the traumatizing to children mm-hmm. because all you're thinking is, I what can I do? What you mm-hmm. know? What what can I do to not go to hell? There's a great South Park episode about that as well. <laughs> Well, I mean, the writers mm-hmm. on South Park have obviously dealt with <laughs> um, a lot of emotional trauma in their life, as well as you know, a lot of church trauma. Yeah, a lot of church trauma. You know, so we said something earlier, and there was a South Park episode that I was thinking about that I was like, "Man, they Cover all they ca- they covered all that too." Danny's been watching it all over again, and I just think it's hilarious that you know six years ago they're talking about this stuff that people are talking about today and they've already they've already talked about it yeah they've already yes they're moving on to something else it's no longer just conspiracy theory the masses have been somewhat enlightened you know they're they're learning more and they're being exposed to more of this you know so that's what's that's why they're trying to get rid of the internet. We have too yeah. much information. Yeah. But what's wild is it like, all. biblically, back in old Daniel, they talk about, you know, Jesus coming back when information is, you know, like you have access to all the knowledge in there's, the world. There are still, I mean, there's books of the Bible that have been scrubbed as well. So it, you, it's all. have them. Because people don't on the internet scrub, do you mean? No, just in general. Like there are books of the Bible that are not included. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. consistency or whatever. Yeah. I asked yeah. about that when I was really big into church and the uh, evangelical churches explain it as um, they, you know, they weren't consistent in their theology like there were too many discrepancies when they were going uh translating them Mm. so uh some of them use it as proof that uh, all of jesus encounters were real like that these stories were real because they were like that it was like the national Enquirer. of reporting like that the bible was translated and accurate accounts that had cooperation that was act you know fact checked whatever and that the apocryphy did not but yet the apocryphy talks about so many things that um and the catholics use a lot of the apocryphy in their text and research so anyway i definitely read them and if you don't know where to find them if your family has a family bible 
that are big and old, like the coffee table Bible, they mm-hmm. always had the apocryphy included in them back in the day. I don't know when they took them out for most of the Bibles. But interestingly enough, that is still one of the number one bestsellers in the whole entire world. Well, you can't account for taste. You know my stance. I know. The Bible was written by man. I don't care about it. God spoke through me and I wrote it down. No. Wrote by man. Man is flawed. Therefore, you cannot, you can't believe everything that you read in there. And, you know, God called me to write a book. I'm definitely going to put some of my own, what you know, concerns in it. Writes and creates were called, and that's what they were compelled to do. And their story is the story of God. Their version of it? I'm saying maybe you, maybe me. Oh, uh, you'll have to repeat that because I said, what if everyone is that writes like you were saying this dude said i'm called by god to write and scribed or whatever what if everyone just you know but we don't heed it what if we're all supposed to write and you're the story of god no i'm still not getting what you're saying that if you wrote a book right now, if i write future, my version of be, god then yeah, i could be put now. in the bible well not that particular 64 books because that's already been published but ron l hubbard did it also somebody who is a man and flawed as well mm-hmm. sorry girl i just don't believe in the bible <laughs> it's okay I just yeah i'm not telling you you have to i'm telling yeah. saying that people who believe in that I think it's fruitless for them to spend so much time and energy trying to villainize people that are just trying to live their lives. Like, if you really believe this, you have to trust that the all-powerful creator of all the universe is going to take care of what's going on politically. What about we're all God? That's what I just said about writing your own book and that you are God. You know, what if? You know, that consciously we're all God and we're all <laughs> My create whole our whole is that destiny. The professed Christians today who believe in the Bible need to chill about trying to make more laws to villainize people like mm-hmm. drag queens or trans people. Or anyone trying to live their life within the But it's perfectly set. okay for them to molest children within their church. No, that is not okay. And that's been an issue and is being more and more revealed. And people need to not be ashamed to hide that. And people should burn that down. You know, I have no qualms. Just like I have no qualms about equipping uh, women who aren't able-bodied with the tools mm-hmm. to stop 
anyone from coming into their perimeter as Mm -hmm. comfort zone, you know, whether it be a stun gun or a real gun or, you know, darts. I don't care. Poisonous (laughs) darts, whatever you need. (laughs) Can we bring those back to make it safe? There's no reason you can't. You know, I mean, we can go primitive with our weaponry if we want to, but I do not, you know, I am all for you having that right to defend yourself against I have said this. anyone that you need to. And, and I, you know, I'm just tired of more laws to criminalize more people and all of the money spent voting on this crap and all of the yeah, money spent. So what's the end game? And the in the misappropriation of funds and you know, not taking care of your people. Yeah, while well, they sit there and they get free health care and they don't have to worry about going to the doctor and Oh, the uh senators? Yeah, and politicians, politicians in general. That yeah. are and they get well and people give them Venmo, you know, whatever. People yeah, they'll they'll well, contribute to their mm-hmm. campaign instead of you know let. I don't think government should be daddy, but I think that you should definitely be mindful. And as a Christian, I mean, you weren't worthy to receive that gift that you know you received to start with. So why the hell would you? just think you could decide who is worthy or not worthy to receive that gift so if you are a christian i hope you you know if you're not if you're not helping feed people around you and take care of the people around you and yeah vatican yeah who's sitting on how much gold yep yeah could could alleviate world hunger in absolutely over and over again yeah yeah it's not the tool of good not the tool so i don't you know i'm sad but people that believe it you don't need to be in politics and and for need to be (laughs) trying to infringe if you're first of all you're a christian after you're an american like, I know that's a nationalist point of view, and that sucks, but, you know, as it, if you believe this, or you're, I mean, you're a Christian, I guess, first, but you live in America, and so, you know, you have to abide by the rules of the land that you live in as a person of faith. That's one of your, you know, tenets that you need to, you believe just like as a burner, I believe in civic responsibility. So <clears throat> part of that is taking care of your neighbor. Isn't that what you were commanded anyway? It seems like I read that somewhere. It's just, you know, you, you got to start walking the walk if you believe it. And you also have no business. And for these churches politics. that are hating on drag queens and self-expression and they sure as fuck love the pageantry yeah they do Uh, let the more ornate the better yes i can't think of i can't think of any other religion um i mean off the top of my head catholicism they have a whole like catalog that you can 
buy shit from. Yeah. And it's all, you know, gold and Ornate. velvet and, you know, it's I'll it's very lush. You. I have a cross and, that was given to me by a Catholic friend. So I'll show you. It's over the top. It's very, you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, yeah, you can, if this is blessed, you can repel vampires or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like that. So... It's wild. I didn't mean to go on a tangent about religion, but the point is the people who <laughs> truly believe what they believe spiritually are not against you. They should not be against you. They should be they should for not. you. They shouldn't be. Correct. So that's how you, you'll know them. And the other ones is just loud, banging, clanking, just nothing but noise. And I'm tired of the noise. And that's all that it's been right now. And spewing hate is just. It's not cool anymore, y'all. When has it ever been? <laughs> like, it's fun. And the problem is snark is different than hate. There are things that are funny or snarky. And also, I do kind of like inappropriate humor, but not necessarily at. Not at someone else's personal yeah. expense. Yeah. You know, but events I have been, you know, said things or whatever, made fun of that other people would find very not okay. But it's not uh, in an oppressive way. It's just in a poor timing way. But I think it's mm -hmm. the same as people that make fun of, you know, any type of religions. People are always going to be that type of hot button type of a thing, you know. It it's only my religion that you need to respect and uh major minor yeah. surgery, ma'am. It's only major yeah. when it happens to me yeah. and it's minor when it happens to anyone yeah. else. That's how it yeah. works. That's how we are. I'm especially kind of selfish this year. Which the last time I did it was not a good it wasn't it didn't work out to my benefit but i don't think it was my proper timing i think i took someone else's ear and infringed <laughs> on their ear but i feel i am my intent is a nice year and so i you know. I'm going to stop saying stuff like that, that this is my year and this is because well, you should it's not because it falls apart. It does real quick. So screw it. No, it's for growth, though. It's not a it's not a year to gain necessarily anything. It's just a year of growth and internal. Well, you're supposed to do that anyway. Yes, you should. Yeah. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it's around the time of your birth or you're supposed to evolve and you're supposed to grow every day. And if you don't, you need to ask yourself why yes. you're not growing. Correct. Well, and, and, you and that's the problem with a lot of these people. Too. People don't, they think you just uh, are constantly growing. Sometimes you do stay dormant for a season. There are, there are cycles. You can't, if you grow, 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 and you do not rest. You, you aren't adequately growing. You are burning yourself out. So you there are cycles to your growth. You grow and you rest 
and then you know you grow some more and because you you can't just produce all the time i i don't believe that produces growth though like produce when you're talking like in the sense of what are you producing every day your energy you produce energy and how you channel that into whatever thing that you're doing whatever you do from the time you wake up you are uh, producing energy and putting it somewhere every day you produce and so I mean you do have a period of rest though I'm just saying this is all seasons do this is why we have winter it doesn't stop you haven't stopped life or going on but you are allowed within your growth cycle seasons you otherwise you will burn yourself out so anyway and we'll get back to the bdsm (laughs) yeah because it's gonna be wild because uh i have some I have an interesting opportunity, and we talked about doing shows there, and now the event center person is like, yeah, I think I'd like to utilize that every now and again, and so uh, we'll see how it works. I know his location may be a little difficult, but it just depends on marketing a little bit, too. We just have to find the audience for that, but I'm excited to have kinky fun with comedy again in an environment that I don't hopefully have to worry about so many feelings you know Uh, but you do have a lot of feelings to worry about (laughs) I get that but that's not going to be me my comedy isn't offensive anyway so I don't have to worry about that sort of thing as much so you know we'll see how it goes but I'd like to get a younger person in who's like just starting out in the BDSM community to come and talk to us a little bit because um, I don't know if you, as I grow older, I feel like everybody's just becoming more sensitive to -hmm. certain things. And in BDSM, I feel like you, you can't be. You right. can't, you know. Well, I'm not bringing in old comics. You know what I mean? Like the comics that I have. No, you're not seeing what I'm saying. Oh, like into the community to talk to us how the BDSM community? Yeah. Okay. Like their about, their path in about the, how they want protocol and what they would like protocol. There's always to look been like. protocol. There's no, I'm always how been how they want it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that there's always protocol. I mean, you have from very strict to whatever, but I'm saying for them to come in and them being sensitive, it would seem to me that it would be a protocol issue more than anything else. Or is it just to learn whatever they've decided to name the terminology? Because BDSM has been, you know, pretty much... Uh, is it saying it's been around forever? Yes. I yeah. mean, it's not like it's as old as sex. So there isn't a time, you know, there might be different things that they do from their mind dream up or tools or whatever. But 
protocol is the only thing that I can see that they would want to, you know, change or feel necessary to change. Because really, if you're a dom, do you really care about their feelings? You know what I mean? I mean, especially in the BDSM environment, except unless it's you I or have, person. I have a I have a take on dominance. When somebody else call when somebody calls themselves a dominant, here's what I see. And here's what I assume. And I know this is wrong of me to assume, but when somebody says they're a dominant, I assume that you are in control of your own life first. That you are your first dominant and you act accordingly to that before you can go and you can, you know, dom somebody else and take control of their life. That you have control of your yes, life. That is the hope. That is that the hope or is that what it's supposed I think to be? It's supposed to be. Yeah. But I. Again, you're what is the new yeah. protocol for this? You know, I mean, every meme had it. Yes, you've got to have yourself, but I find that less and less, though. You know, right? Yeah, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like that. That's why I say it's the hope. But and when I look back in time, like there are many, many situations that people that were doms. You know, are you know? You are may you have king of the trailer park. I you may know. have dominant tendencies, right? But yeah, it's the same thing. Like people who call themselves master. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Are we going to, if we start talking about BDSM again? Ah, like, do you feel yourself? Because I have mentioned this before, where sometimes I feel I outgrow the community, but I don't know. Like, I now have a joke where I talk about, you know, when Daddy and I met, I identified as a submissive brat, but the longer we're together... He's pretty much determined I'm a switch because really the only pain I'm into is his. <laughs> Again, <laughs> so. we're evolving. Well, there and, and yes, but I, I hope I'm not influencing you negatively because I feel like that I have felt this for a long time. But it's also after my experience. I have with that person violating all the trust we have both found our quote unquote dominance yeah right that we yeah there we're gonna best suited right for us best suited for us I always say if you can get 75 75 percent of what you want yeah. you know you're doing really really good because yes. no one person is going to make you happy and complete that's supposed to be you that's supposed to be yes you're yeah. the one person yeah there is you're the, one yeah. person who is your 100% soulmate. And it's you. Because you're holding <laughs> your soul. All right. You get this? You are the mate. Now you can. Yes. So when I say that I am a submissive woman, that's not necessarily true anymore because I am a submissive woman, but just to one. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. 
Well, that was part trying of the to get me to on. yeah. But I do notice what? that I have, and I think it's our age difference. Even though we're not, it's not a huge amount. Mm-hmm. I think the fact just because it is a difference, um, and different life growth or whatever. But I'm noticing where you're growing. I'm like, oh God, please don't make me make her a crone. But I think it's just part of. <laughs> It's time for, I'm moving from mother to crone, and I know this. And so, but, um, you know, I I see you saying no for your own good more and more, and I get so happy about that. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I know that you are, you have always been, you know, so wonderful. And honestly, I have I have um I have a lot of high expectations in in a dominant. And yes. if you don't meet those, like nobody's gonna be as good as my daddy. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But if you if you can't meet the bare minimum yes. of what I require, I don't even want to fool with you. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Well, I just don't. I'm a pretty and I'm a loyal, fucking fantastic submissive, <laughs> right? You're lucky. I am to so even lucky. have me. Yeah, that's. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's what you're talking to whomever. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, I get that because you know? I know what to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're a way. I am not as good at all in that as you, and I really have to be mindful of protocol when I come to do these shows and I understand that as well because I get away I with think what lot. you're doing though is it's just totally it's, different. it's a totally different thing it's yes. not you know like it's a comedy show right yeah you're gonna have very very minimum protocol like yes. don't get drunk and be a you know be a dick correct you know what I mean yeah. but that's like could you maybe please wear a robe because some comics have never even <laughs> seen a dungeon you know, yeah. like there are going to be things like, like I, I you're, you're going to have less. to just put the put those little things, yes. you know, in place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not I'm not facilitating play. No, at the beginning, that was kind of implied. And I was like, oh, no, you got to get somebody to take care of this for me because I can't do that at all. I would be terrible at that, you know, so we're having a dominant a male dominant female submissive mixer tonight that's nice slash i put play party but it's to me it's really not going to be one um it's just going to be a mixer where you get together and you talk about you meet new people mm-hmm. you talk about your dynamic if you want to um you talk about your protocols in place yeah not not protocols for everybody else right but what you do in your dynamic there and that's what I find very very interesting and that's why I wanted to have this mixer was we don't do everything that everybody else does and not everybody else does the things that we do right it's good it's interesting to know what people do different but I don't have that much interest for it and I was asked by the uh, event owner the venue owner why do you think that there's not that much interest and I said well I have my theories number one when you say male dominant right now people automatically think asshole 
predator. Yeah, yeah. that one dude that got arrested over see over in Romania or Russia or whatever. The Tate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even gonna say his name, but yeah, just horrible misogynistic mm-hmm. abusive they see they see dominant male as abuse right now yeah. i think yes exactly and what's sad is that the more uh you understand protocol or understand how it is supposed to be that is what has happened it's like they're not dominant men they're feral men <laughs> You know, and it's not acceptable. And that's part of the protocol. And even though I do believe in all inclusivity, I also believe that you follow certain principles and protocol as well in living life. And as BDSM is more mainstream now, Mm -hmm. it's totally different than it was 10 years ago. Yes. Where um, the community was just flooded with male dominance looking for that female that submissive one that 50 shades of gray came out was it has it been 10 years yeah i think so yeah it's been a yeah roughly yeah if not it's coming up yeah i want to say it was the birth of the incel but then you know the smart meme makers were also the ones who were like hold up you know that if this were a dude living in a trailer this would result in arrest and a restraining order which is (laughs) partly true too 2015 so so, yeah yeah almost eight eight years seven years yeah yeah and i think now you know there's such there's so many little niches within bdsm Mm -hmm. Right now that this one is just, it's just another little niche. And yeah, you're going to get your, you're going to get your hardcore, you know, dynamics yes. out there like, oh yeah, something for us. It's awesome. But there's not going to be that many. There's not going to be as many as the event owner thinks that there's going to be there. Yeah. Well, you know, and female submissives, they want to give that power over to someone but it's a total trust issue and if you cannot trust that person why would you want to give that power i think that's another part too i think with social media phones things like that i always thought that it was interesting that fet life in order for you to list your partner on there your partner has to be on there and mm-hmm. it's like because we're not doing anything behind your partner's back and I found that extremely real you know but then they have 400 other sites where not not FET but other sites where if your partner is doing whatever and they're not trustworthy then you got to deal with that who knows I don't know I you know and FET has evolved as well because there are more you know when I when we first started out on FET it was you had basically two roles mm-hmm. on there and now it's grown yes to a hundred roles yeah there's because, so many different categories and subcategories and everything and else. that's great it is 
So I, is that <clears throat> what your purpose with having younger subs and dominants? I would just in? like to get. Um, I would just like to get some perspective. You know, coming in here. Um, I know, the, as a new person coming into the lifestyle, a, a young person coming into the lifestyle. You know how what has shaped you to move forward in that, you know, like, is it social media? Is it the way you were brought up? Um, I just want to get a little perspective, younger people's perspective. And I think that's good for us to do because we're old and, well, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's their, it's going to be their play space anyway. See, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I was, you know, being involved in different things throughout my whole, you know, life, just like you, were you not ever kind of hyper aware of the older person at the spot that most young people were at or whatever, you know, were you not or did it not ever matter? Can you give me an example? Well, like like the old person at the club? Yeah, like just there's always, you know, in whatever interesting that's what i friend base a lot of my drag on is the old person at the club (laughs) well all right it's a heel fix i guess but you know not not the club for old people not the old people bars you know what i mean no i know what you're saying there's always there's always one person usually and usually i mean I don't know. I have I have kind of a I have respect for those people because they're getting out because you know they're getting made fun of at the club at the club. I was one of the horrible people to just be like, man, this is the problem. But I've also seen them, you know, be very very celebrated Mm -hmm. there as well. Yes, you know, like oh my gosh, this old person's cool. Right. You know, I want to yeah, hang you out just with never them. never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've always been hyper aware of that when I was younger. And so I didn't want to be that as I got older. <laughs> and now you realize you are that. Well, that's, that's how the universe, <laughs> that's the cruel joke. I really have to pee. So I'll let's go up and pee. Um, and we'll wrap up. Can they find you, Gail? Uh, at Gab and Gale time or Gag and Gale time. We got a new logo. I don't we know do. if people have noticed. I don't know when it'll come in, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I placed the order last week, so. Oh, very groovy. Yeah. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah, I've I just got my merch for my. my they're going to have a merch uh, bazaar at the festival in May. So I may end up purchasing some just to have uh, a little abundance of but i'm making personalized merch too so Mm -hmm. i've got all my phoenixes for my glasses and now i just have to get the specs right for my fafo what i'm doing with comedy fun again i think as well as it's helping me with coping with bill and sickness and you know prioritizing life and myself, too. And that's kind of nice. Being, giving yourself permission to nurture yourself and to nurture your inner child and artist 
is a big deal, especially when you've always had to be the nurturer mm-hmm. for everyone else. And um, yeah, my room is full of projects that I am just getting ready to just start, you know? Yes. Like it's mm-hmm. so messy right now because I have so much I've been playing because I just want to play <laughs> some right now and giving myself permission to play mm-hmm. has been very liberating and freeing and that's one of the cool things in here you do morning pages and you give yourselves artists play dates that are just you and you prioritize yourself yeah just i like don't have the time your to self-care do. to do that right now who, but maybe come who august does, who's in charge of your schedule oh i know exactly who's in charge of my schedule but i have other obligations that um so unless I want to get up at three or four in the morning, like you know, for time for yeah, myself. You can't. Yeah, and, and you can't because you can't go to bed at <laughs> eight o'clock because yeah. you still have priorities. Yeah. Up until I, 10, 11. You know, and this whole women need 10 to 12 hours of sleep. You know, the women need more sleep than men in order to function. But we get less sleep. Yeah. Than anyone. Is it any wonder the cortisol production machine in my body is any greater when I used to only get four hours of sleep? Like four was the regular and then juggle everything. My best time for me is from 10 to midnight at night because everybody, that is my self care Mm -hmm. time. Everybody's went to bed. I have all the things that are done, you know, that need to be done for the next day. And that's the time where I am most creative. Yes. Yeah. All right, we got to go because our producer needs something. (laughs) Well, that's the way to wrap it up. Yeah, it is. You only get two hours of yourself. I do. I only get it. That two hours is the only time that you get to work on your costumes, if that's your choice. Or the only time you get to take a bath, if that's your choice. Pretty much. Or whatever. So, you're really not entitled to self-care. You're just, you just have two hours that you catch up. It's cool, though. Okay, we're going to get in trouble. Um, Yeah, I'm Brady Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on Fet and TikTok. And uh, you know what, guys, we love you. We love you so much. So thank you for listening to Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. Gabin Girl Time. You threw me off. Ha 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 ha. Bing. <laughs>